Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Hannah, and we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book with added alcohol and cynicism. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Chamber of Secrets, chapters 15 and 16, with a very special guest. So grab a glass of gin this episode and join us for this reminiscent journey. We're back again. Yes. This is horrible. Don't don't do one word at a time. That's terrible. I hate you. I hate also, you. Also, your laptop's going to die. I know. We're just going to read the reviews and then I'm going to close it. Okay, fantastic. So we're back again for another episode, but this time we're joined with our second ever guest on the podcast. Our first non-Neil guest. Yes. He doesn't really count as a human being. No, I'm he really doesn't. sorry. Yeah, no. It's Amy! Hi! <laughs> oh my God, I'm here. That was so high pitch. I know, but I'm just so excited, you know. So this <laughs> is what you're going to so get from me. Be. be used to this pitch okay. because okay. this is where it's staying. It's the excitement. Good. Amy is on everything as Hey Amy Jane. Um, she makes a variety of videos about beauty, Disney, Disney, so Harry much Potter, Disney, obviously. so much Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She does a load of amazing Disney and Harry Potter DIYs, yes. which are incredible. That's Thanks. So good. That's my niche, and I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Who nerd knows? DIY. Random DIYs. Yes, I keep thinking, but I'm just worried. I don't want to call people nerds. I'm a nerd too, but do you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to. But it's fandom. Yes, fandom. yes. Yeah, yeah fandom. Yeah, that's your niche. That's my personality. Amazing. Yeah, so we all know each other back in from back in the day when we all did YouTube, when we all like focused on the pipes and making YouTube. lots of noise. It's um, atmospheric, I think you will it's find. It's a snake going through the walls. It, it is! It's a snake! <laughs> we've themed it, we've actually I added <laughs> a snake to the walls. Yeah, we, we put a snake into Hannah's pipes just for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoy. Uh, yeah, we know Amy from YouTube. Um, so yeah, we used to do beauty YouTube. Now we've all gone our own way, so Amy... There's still bits of beauty, right? But yeah, also, a little bit here and there. Yeah. yeah. Also, like DIYs, Hannah does Harry Potter, and I just don't. You work in the beauty industry, though, as we all do. Yes, we all do. Start a beauty YouTube, kids. It will pay off. <laughs> Nine um, to five. So to start off, we're going to mention some reviews because they're written on my laptop, and my laptop's on two percent. Oh, so you can buy the Edge. What? <laughs> Live, what? 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 Is that thing? Living, living on, the, on the edge. Living on a prayer. <laughs> Yeah, living on a dream. So the first thank you goes to the Savvy Slytherin. She left us a really lovely review saying she's anxiously waiting for each time we release more episodes and also that she appreciates our British perspective on things, which I appreciate that. Yes, it just makes us better than everyone else. And you got more British, as you said, British perspective. And I enjoyed that. perspective? Yeah, um, uh, 100% real British accents. We're definitely not American and pretending. I just like to spread rumours sometimes, you know? And um, big thank you to Take Me 850, who is probably the only person that has ever appreciated our massive long rant about Norfolk. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. We're really glad that that wasn't just us finding that funny. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Anna the Slytherin, whose review said, Tell a teacher. And don't, because we swear in the podcast, so yep. don't tell your teachers about us. Yeah, my manager at work keeps saying that she needs to listen to the podcast, and I'm like, please don't. I am drunk. We also have some new patrons to thank, so thank you so much to Morgan. Thank you to Anthony. Thank you to... Mm, I can't... Is it... I'm really sorry. You can send us a tweet correcting me. 
Fatni, Fatima, and thank you to Anna. Thank you all so much for donating on Patreon. You are so, so kind and are helping us out so much with this podcast. And all these lovely people also have access to all the extra bonus stuff that is on our Patreon. So if you'd like to donate to our Patreon, it's www.patreon.com slash Goblet of Wine. Thank you so much. Um, as you'll know, if you listened to the last episode from the little insert clip I did, me and Charlie are attending DrakeCon this year in Manchester. Um, I just wanted to talk about it while we're together. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely amazing. It is. Uh, so DrakeCon is a Harry Potter convention that's happening in Manchester. Um, and yeah, we're going to be there the entire weekend. We're going to be doing different segments. We've got a bunch of things planned, like mm-hmm. pub quizzes, and we might do everything so TUB. but we might do debates and stuff like that we're still planning we might Um, even get one of the actors from the film don't say that it's a possibility I don't want to promise stuff that's not going to happen the actors from the films will also be at the convention they might not be with us (laughs) so if you want to meet me and Hannah for some bizarre reason unless you're that one furry that messaged us on Twitter stop shaming the furry I will always Stop. shame the fairies. Stop shaming the fairies. Fairy it's not fair to meet us. It's not fair for you to shame the fairy. And it wasn't even about him being a fairy. He just... Was it me? <laughs> no, I'm not a fairy. I don't. I do Is not want. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out later. Know. Stay I tuned. Also be like a red panda. Oh, thanks. That sounds cute. Okay. I'm not a fairy though. I'd like to put that out into the world. Sixth <laughs> and seventh of July, Manchester DrakeCon. That's that's the thing. We'll yeah. talk about it more. Great, cool. And now the only last thing to say is if you listened to last episode, which you didn't, why are you listening to this episode? Mm-hmm. You will know that my punishment is that I have once had to make the plot notes, uh, which I never normally do. It's normally Hannah, which is the other girl that sounds exactly the same as me. Imagine if we're the same person with split personality doing this. That would be a problem. Amy, are there two people right now or is this Fight Club? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Um, I wonder if I sound the same as you guys as well. I was going to say this when actually I forgot to do this in your introduction. We're sorry that we brought on another guest with the exact same accent as us. I feel like I might sound the same. Also, adding to the stereotype that all British people have the same accent, where we don't, it's just us three that do. Yeah, we really do. Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to be doing the plot notes. So... This is going to be disastrous. Yay. It might not be. It might be great. And you might all prefer it and be like, Hannah, can you shut up more and let Charlie do the plot notes? So let's have There was one other episode where we kind of shared it. The film one, yeah. Yeah. I really like that for the film one. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Chapter 15, Aragorn. Wow, she won't even let me. I wow. wanted to do that because you're about to do all the talking. But also... I have, I've done the plot notes. I've got 11 pages. Hannah still has six without plot notes. So I don't trust that she hasn't secretly made plot I notes. I haven't made plot notes. she doesn't trust me to miss things and out. And it's really stressing me out that I don't know what each of my notes relates to. Yeah. I have four and I'm feeling maybe a little bit inadequate now. No, no, no. no. writing. Yeah. Oh, oh that's good. Small. Okay. Small, yeah. No, but like normally mine are like a half a page. I normally have like two points per chapter. I'm not joking. Okay, I like, did better than Charlie. Maybe you guys should hire me. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know what we haven't done? What? Oh, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? What are we drinking? So, oh, oh. so yeah. Amy, what are we drinking? Because our guests get to pick. I did. Um, I I love gin because I'm every 
every single part the British stereotype that I should be um, and I'm drinking it from a Harry Potter glass I don't know if that's relevant but I am and I arrived and I was presented a Harry Potter glass and a Harry Potter coaster and I just feel like everything is yeah. very on brand here oh my gosh I've got another question for you yeah what's your Hogwarts house oh my god why are we so bad no yes. we're, we're, like oh, okay, be better no. You have to guess what my Hogwarts house is, and then I'll tell you if you are correct or not. Well, oh. I wouldn't tell your dress today. Oh. I'm wearing a very mm. yellow sweater, and it's been a point of contention for me all day. <laughs> okay, I would. Mm. I can't decide. You're either mm. a Gryffindor or a Ravenclaw. I completely agree. Or a Slytherin, or maybe a Hufflepuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. House. Okay, no, I'm I would towards Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. I'm gonna go Gryffindor then. Okay. Just so. Yeah. Hannah gets it. I'm a Ravenclaw. Yay! Oh, that was my gut feeling. I only went against it because Hannah got that answer. Three house representation here tonight. Oh, it's so good. So this is what diversity truly is. Three no. middle class white girls sitting in a room and talking about Harry Potter. Different Hogwarts houses. So, <laughs> so that's diversity. diversity. We're joking. It's a joke. What about summer? Yeah, it's here really fast. Again, like they were just like, oh, it's Easter. And I was like, oh, it's summer. And I'm really looking forward to books with smaller time jumps because they just stick out. Yeah, but to be fair, it's like, cause she would probably was like, okay, you're allowed this many pages. Oh, I know, I know. And I think she does it better in later books when she's like, the April showers rolled over Hogwarts. Whereas <laughs> this is just like, summer, summer is here now. Yeah. Anyway, so as we have established, it is summer and Harry and Ron are missing Hagrid and Hermione. Visitors are banned from the hospital wing in case the heir of Slytherin tries to finish the job, which I feel like is a bit weird because, like, fair enough if it's just, like, any old person, but, like, surely if it's, like, Harry and Ron. But they don't know. Everyone thinks Harry's the heir of Slytherin. Yeah, but, like, the teachers, like, come on, Dumbledore, and, like, he knows. Anyway. Dumbledore's not there. Although, I guess technically he doesn't... Oh, yeah, and he's not there. He's not. And really, he might not know, because he kind of knows that there's a piece of Voldemort in Harry, so potentially. It's true. I wonder if you ever have that doubt. It's true. Yeah, anyway. But fear is spreading through Hogwarts, and there's a really good line about this. Um, so, fear had spread like never before, so that the sun warming the warms of the castle walls outside seemed to stop at the, the windows. Window. I love that I, as well. I wrote down the whole it was great but the only person that, that wasn't feeling scared was Draco Malfoy is that Does how the quote finishes is that how the quote finishes well it goes on to the next page then one person however seemed to be thoroughly enjoying the atmosphere of terror and suspension Draco Malfoy what a little shit I know and he's strutting around and I just wrote down big talk from Malfoy considering all his displays of cowardice throughout the rest of the yeah he's a massive pussy uh, oh absolutely and he only thinks he's safe because he's pure blood and therefore that doesn't leave him worried about other people because that's how arrogant he yeah. is because he doesn't and care about muggle muggle yeah. ones I like I really want to see a scene where after Ginny gets taken Draco just shits himself because <gasps> she was pure one <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah so I wrote down this quote because I think it's really like amazing foreshadowing it's like the first time that we see fear being associated with the cold so like mm. everyone in the castle is scared so the cold is like stopping at the walls and it's really good foreshadowing for the Dementors I like that yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's really. I'd like. I wonder if that kind of thing is like intentional or not. But it's kind of like interesting, like setting up of certain like kind of like 
not law, but like logic within the wizarding world. Yeah, definitely. Like the way the way things work in general. Yeah, and I have suddenly that, transported back to my English literature the classes. Pathetic fallacies. Yes. Well, that's that's the weather, right? So if someone's sad, it rains. Yeah, but like cold is weather. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. But we've got a bit of a contrast between the fact it's summer and summer is creeping in, and yet it's still cold. Yeah. In the castle. Yeah. Exactly. It reflects it. it to me, that line just really explained the mood really well. Like when it's like happy weather, but you're you're inside, you're so sad and distressed that you can't even feel that. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good line. So Harry's being a super fucking weirdo and looking for spiders wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Really odd. Weird I wrote down, Harry. this is my personal hell. Yes. Yeah. So, like, who does like this? most of this chapter? Yes, yes. This cha- whole chapter is my personal hell. When you said chapter fifteen, and I <laughs> opened it up and looked what chapter fifteen was, I'm like, hmm. Oh dear. Oh great. Yeah. Sorry Fun. about that. But I genuinely, I find these two chapters really scary. Not necessarily even the spider bit, although that is hellish. But it like, is. particularly like going down into the cha- chamber in yeah. chapter sixteen. Yeah. Genuinely wigs me the fuck out. In, like, actually, all through Harry Potter, any. Voldemorty bits genuinely like scare me and like because I did this like really late into the night I was like making my notes and then I like went to go to bed and I was a bit like Anyway, so all of the students have to walk in packs together so that they're not attacked. And Draco is, <laughs> I've literally written, Draco is gloating like a little bitch about his dad getting rid of Dumbledore. I wrote down, my father. father. Because there's a bit where, yes. this is the bit where he's in Snape's lesson and he's like, Professor Snape, why don't you go for the headmaster job? I think you'd be great. My father, I'm sure, would back you. My father got rid of Dumbledore. And all I could hear was that my thing and I literally oh wrote God. down how do I not read this in Tom Felton's voice question yeah. mark my father will hear about this yes that's all I can hear Every and I'm reading it and I'm just reading it in his voice that mm-hmm. shows how good an actor Tom Felton is because for most of the characters I've now like for a lot of them I've stopped hearing them as the film did them because I like view them slightly differently unless it's mm. a certain line yeah. yeah but there's some where the actor did play them so on point where you'll always hear like Snape will always be in Alan Rickman's voice forever and ever. Yes, agreed. Yeah, so good, yeah. So Ernie apologises to Harry, but then immediately starts gossiping that it's Draco, and it's like, have you not learnt your lesson that you shouldn't be, like, spreading rumours that... That's just Ernie. That's just Ernie. Yeah, but I guess at least he apologised. Like, that's quite bold for... Mm -hmm. They're 12. They're 12, and I loved how he walked up and was like, let me shake your hat. Right? Oh, yeah. Is he 84? Is he 12? (laughs) No, he's just a Tory. <laughs> yeah. No, but he is. That's the one that was going to Eton, isn't it? No, that's just in Finch, actually. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Still sounds like a Tory. <laughs> uh, so Harry and Ron spot some spiders? Spiders. And they start planning to use the invisibility coat to follow the spiders into the forest. Right because in front of Ernie, who we already know and have discovered, is a massive gossip. gossip. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, there's some spiders. Look, look, look. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they dumb. Okay, I have one note about the bit where they're in Snape's lesson. Sorry. It was just that um, one of the lines Malfoy says is that um, he wishes that the person that died was Hermione and, yes. and it's Harry that has to hold Ron back because the temper flares up so much and like 
I don't want to be like, oh, it's foreshadowed. Like, oh, they're, lo- they're in love with each other at 12 or 13 because they're not in love with each other. I think it just shows, like, the progression of their friendship because in book one, Ron was the one to throw insults in Hermione. And not like, I wish she was dead. But mm-hmm. he did, and he does continue to throw insults around her. But in the same way, almost as a sibling relationship, he throws the insults. But unlike Harry, who's just like don't say that Ron is the one to jump up be like do not talk about Hermione like that and it is symbolic of things to come in their relationship where even when they're not sure where they stand with each other he will always defend her and I just like that that's put in throughout the books and that difference between Harry and Ron where Mm -hmm. Harry's more level headed but Ron is so passionate about the people he cares about yeah I mean take for example the fact he's literally following spiders his biggest fear yeah Mm -hmm. his biggest fear as we discover with the Bogart in the third Book. Sorry, did you say Bogart? What am I supposed to be saying? Bogart. 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 I don't know. How does Stephen Fry say it? That's the only thing that will settle this debate. Right, no, for real. I felt like Bogart? He, was, he felt like he would say Bogart because it's sad. What's it in It's the like films? scone versus scone. But do they have Bogarts in the films? Yes, they do because there's yeah, that scene. There's the whole thing. Like, and it has oh, a it's great. A bogart. It's definitely a Bogart in the film to say. Okay, yeah. well, that's my bad. I feel like Bogart sounds a bit more common, British. It's like Bogart. Bogart. Yes, Bogart. Anyway, carry on about Tom's Bogart. Sorry, okay. we're just roasting you. The three you. of us can't have a discussion about who sounds the most posh. Because the answer <laughs> is... You, right? <laughs> I feel so seen right now. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, and he's literally just wandering off into the forest, following a whole trail of them, to God knows what end, yeah. for Hermione. Because Hermione is the one that has been petrified this time, and it's not just and it is Colin Creamy and some other randoms. Him. Yeah, it is that that motivates him, because when they're in History of Magic, he... Like Harry says, we're going. We've got to do it tonight. And Ron looks at Hermione's empty chair and then says, "Okay." And I'm like, "I know." Oh, you're that hit me, hit me right in the feels. Did, that did, did. right in the feels. And it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, even though that is what it turns into between the two of them. It's just Ron's loyalty, and I'm just mm. like, "Oh, Ron's so good." And the films killed it. The films just ruined everything. They did. They really ruined. They Ron. really ruined everything. Yeah. Anyway, so Lockhart being, you know, Lockhart, he really believes that the threat is over and that Hagrid is guilty mm-hmm. because he's a cunt. He is. Uh, Harry writes a note to Ron saying, let's do it tonight. And I really love to imagine, like, this getting intercepted. Like, you know, when, like, <laughs> a teacher is like, oh, oh I've seen you doing a note. I'll read you this out loud. Like, read it out. Yeah. And then just like, Ron and Harry do are doing tonight. it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Would have sounded a bit gay. I love it. There's definitely slash fiction like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that night, Harry and Ron sneak out of the castle to follow the spiders. Because for some fucking reason, the door isn't magically locked. Oh, even in the middle of, like, they, were like, they slid oh. back the lock. And I was like, are you joking? You didn't even use Alohomora, the other like, spell of that? The most yeah, basic. Like, people are being petrified. You don't know that something in the castle, it could be coming in from the forest and you're not locking the door. Oh, no, they're sliding a bolt across. A bolt. A bolt. Filch is really slacking. Yeah, he I really is. But also, they like specifically mention this prefects guarding all the doors, and I'm like, I know you're in an invisibility cloak, but they what prefect wasn't watching when you were like, Dum. maybe it's just regular that ghosts are like opening. <laughs> yeah, just have ghosts do that. I feel like they don't. No, because they could just walk through the doors. They don't have a need. Yeah, but maybe Peeves does it to be really. Maybe he just leaves. Maybe Peeves is a cat, and he leaves doors open. Mm-hmm. And he'll like scratch at it and then someone, yeah. anyway. What we've learned is there's a lot of problem with the doors in this book. Cause do you remember last episode where we were like, what happened to the spider? Cause it didn't just gallop into the forest cause the doors would have been locked. So it was yeah. just like galloping around the entrance. Like, ah! 
yeah, they're going through the forest and it's like super creepy and stuff. Don't you love how like really intelligent my plot notes are? It is. I was thinking, where on earth does Harry think they're going? Like, just because we know what's going to happen. And I'm too, I read it too young to think about where I thought they were going when they were walking. But I wonder what, A, I would have, what I would have, no, where I would have thought they were going if yeah. I was to read it now without knowing what's going to happen. And B, like, where Harry thought they were going. Yeah. Like, what do you think is at the end of this trail of spiders? Especially because, like, they know that they don't think Hagrid did it, so what do they think they're going to and all that they know of the Forbidden Forest is Voldemort mm-hmm. sucking yeah. a unicorn dry. That's their one impression of this yeah, place. And they're like... And Ron wasn't even there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's just heard horror stories. Yeah. So we're like, okay, this seems like a great idea. Yeah. I think they just really love drama. They are just both messy bitches that live for drama. Like, they don't need 100%. to be... They could, like, they could go to one of the teachers and I have hey, a point on this later on. So do I. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think we have the same point in a bit. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. It is dumb. Anyway, so they hear and see something approaching and just when they think death is upon them, they realise that it's the car because apparently, like, Harry needs new glasses and Ron is just really dumb. How do you not, like, it's a car? Also, number one, magic cars don't need petrol. That's fine. I can get on board with that. Number two, it's said in all the books that when they get deep into the forest, the trees get so close together that they're like... Tree, 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 tree. Like, like human, wh- you know, car. forest. Cars, especially old-fashioned Ford Anglias that are 1970s, are pretty wide. Like, they're pretty damn wide. How yeah. is that car fitting through the trees? It might have the light bus thing where it goes... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, potentially. I've just written, the car is the goodest boy of all. It is. It and is. it literally describes it as, like, a large turquoise dog. And right? Like, I, I know. would love that. I lived for that line, and Fang was just there in the background kind of being a bit useless. Yeah, like, like you're not the good boy. Right? And the car just came along and was like, don't worry, guys. I got this. I got this. I'm yeah. here now. This is good. Yeah. He's a big dog. So suddenly, Harry and Ron get picked up by something that we later learn is a spider. Did anyone else forget that they got picked up by spiders yes. in the film? I just thought they walked into the spider den, but yeah. no. But also, hang on. Really, really dumb question. I'm really sorry. How many legs do spiders have? Eight. eight. Six size eight legs. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I was going to question because it says that he can see six legs. And I was like, then what? I was yeah, like, I don't know if they had six legs or eight, because if they had six, I was like, what's their meaning? It's their two front legs. They're just legs. surfing. Yeah. They're just being held by the two front legs, dangling underneath a giant pair of pincers. And I, at this point, I was just literally like, Ron must bloody love Hermione. What a bloody trooper, because... <laughs> I would. I think at that point I would have passed out. From I would fear. pass out. I, I don't know how they haven't passed he out. He pissed and or shat himself. <laughs> that's the, I'm yeah, like, where are the descriptions that he's covered in piss? And shit. Later it says he threw up, and I'm like, that's not all that must have happened. Yeah, no, for no real. way. Yeah. <laughs> they chat to Aragog for a bit, and he tells them a lot of stuff. He basically explains how it wasn't him. Yeah. But you know what he says? He says. When Harry's like explaining what he needs to know from Aragog, he says a a something, and it's almost like he's embarrassed to say the word monster in terms of like the Chamber of Secrets mm. in front of Aragog in case he like offends Aragog. Yeah. Like this giant. Which, to be fair, he's just threatened to kill him. I know, to be fair, but like we've just been told that this spider is the size of an elephant, and he's like a bit embarrassed to say the word but monster. monster. And I then it, up on that. it's so great. And then in the next sentence. Aragog comes in and he says 
oh, the monster of the chamber of the secrets, but it wasn't me. And he's like, he says the word monster. And mm. it, Harry must have just been like, um, uh, 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 You're fine, uh though. something. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're nice. I'm not going to label you, but... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like Aragorn's like immediate thing is like wanting to kill them. And I'm just like this, like I, I feel have so like many points about this. Yeah, I feel like humans are not a natural progression. Like you don't get a bigger spider and suddenly they want to kill humans. Like flies, surely they want to kill humans. bigger fly, bigger wow, bigger flies, wow. Okay, but. that would be hell if there were bigger flies and bigger spiders. I don't want to live in that world. No. So thank you, no. <laughs> yeah, oh God. My point was that Aragog says kill Harry and Ron. Like, when they first arrive and the other spiders dump Harry and Ron, they're like, they're like, oh, it's humans. And he's like, kill them. I was sleeping. Mood. Often do humans walk into this spider pit for him to be so casual about kill the humans? And therefore, if humans are walking into this spider pit that's in the Forbidden Forest next to Hogwarts, what has Hagrid done? How many pupils a year are dying? What? And- <gasps> It's like in Game of Thrones when they're sacrificing the babies to the... Yeah, like, I'm like, how many humans have to die, Hagrid, so you could have kept a pet spider? And then also, he's like, oh, he's telling them about when he, Aragog used to live at the castle, and he's like, I never harmed a human out of respect of Hagrid. And Harry and Ron have said explicitly that they are his friends. friends. And he's like, it's it's fine. It's fine, kill them. I'm like, what happened to your respect of Hagrid? Wow, Aragog, that went fast. (laughs) Hagrid's been gone a couple of weeks and he's already like, yeah, let's eat humans. (laughs) This is fine. (laughs) I loved the fact that Hagrid, when he sent him to the forest, found him a wife called Masog. Masog? Morat? It had an S. S. Yeah. Mossag. 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 And I've just written, Hagrid should really add giant spider matchmaking to his resume. Oh, because Match.com, but for spiders. Right? Gender yeah. for spiders. <gasps> and he's still a little, like, Hogwarts student at this point, and he's gone out of his way to find a female spider the size of an elephant to yeah. matchmake with this a, a female spider the size of an elephant that are a breed of spiders that eat humans. Yeah. And he's just like, let me find a woman. And then transport it to the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. And then... There's a lot going on and here. And then be like, oh, I hope these two like each other. I mean, I know with animals, it's more like whatever you can get rather than like, do we like the same sort of films? Excuse me, but how is that any different to men in their 20s? <laughs> Valid true. points were raised. This is true. What a love story, though. They ended up having hundreds of children. I know. They were... Oh, they like, like mad. Bunnies. <laughs> also, so, you know, have you ever seen like pictures of like spider nests and like how there's hundreds oh, of spiders? So oh, so so imagine no. that, but for spiders the size of elephants. No, have you seen oh. that video where it's a spider that's got all the spider babies in it? So if you squish the spider, it like explodes other spiders. Have you seen that video? No, don't. No one me. Google it. <laughs> don't watch it. Every time I squish a spider, I'm just like, oh no. So Aragog is like, wasn't me. Uh, and then won't say what it was. Um, and then they con- the spiders like continue to surround Ron and Harry. And ha- Aragog is basically like, go for it, lads, to his two children, which <laughs> really, lads. fair enough. He rubs up. Yeah, eat the bitches. Anyway, yeah. if there's that many spiders, what are they eating? 
yeah, that's children true. from the school, apparently. <laughs> yeah, children are the, the like, sacrifices. Is that why the year groups are really small? Yes. Do they start off really big? They and started then... getting small when Hagrid introduced yeah. the spiders. And everyone, like, all the other teachers are like, Dumbledore, do we want to be concerned that every year the class groups like decrease by like 50% and Dumbledore's like no why would we worry about that this is exactly what He's I like, want it's to. fine we expect there to be like a 40 to 50% loss every year because of spider eating children incidences called, but we're okay with that it's called survival of the fittest did you yeah. not research Darwin so why we oversell have... tickets <laughs> yeah because yeah. we know yeah. that's, that, that's why like it actually you know it started off that actually muggles and wizards were like you know 50-50 yeah but just <laughs> since Dumbledore <laughs> just way, way, way down. Do you remember they have percentages? Like, so each year we lose 10% to staircase, 40% to <laughs> See, the thing is, we're joking about this, but all of this seems legit because we have to remember that four students were petrified before they were like, maybe we should close the school. Rather yeah. than the point I raised in a previous episode where you don't have to close the school, pick up the students and the teachers. Put them in a disused warehouse whilst you sort the issue. Why yeah. are we making a big deal out of this? Literally any other place. <laughs> any other place. Just take them out of the school. Oh my God. There are so many places they could have... Whoops, we petrified four and all of them are just minutes off death. Oh well. <laughs> oh well, let's just wait for one of them to die. Anyway, so just this, it looks like Harry and Ron are going to die by spider, which definitely the worst death. Yeah, like oh, absolutely. Zero out of ten. Would not And also there's dead. multiple spiders, which means you're being pulled apart. Like your arms being ripped off by one spider... Yeah, not 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 nice. It's not how I want. Uh, yeah. So just as they're about to die, beep beep, the car comes back. The goodest of all boys. Yeah, the goodest of all again. Boys. He really is like a dog. Because how did he know they were in trouble? Is it just like a dog or a dog? Yeah, just senses. But so this is the point that I have. Like the car is like weirdly sentient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, for like, real. Weirdly this sentient. is the thing. Like. Mr. Weezy has not just, like, bewitched a car so it can fly and shit. He has made something sentient. Surely that is really fucking powerful magic. Like, in all the trials... And everyone underestimates Mr. Weasley. Like, I'm just saying that... Either that's bad writing or... Holy fuck, Mr. Weasley. Yeah. Yeah, I, but also nice like one. Harry and Ron spent a long time in it you know they, they, they drove it all the way to Hogwarts maybe the car has a sort of attachment to them mm-hmm. yeah he, he it's like he almost put part of his soul in it a little bit like a good version of a Horcrux a good Horcrux a yeah. good wait maybe it is an actual Horcrux and also this is the last time we ever see the car what happens to the car next it had done its deed it fulfilled its prophecy do we just imagine it runs around the forest until it literally falls apart I guess so. Oh, it definitely should have been in the um, Do you know what Battle we, of Hogwarts. Yeah. Oh, if the car had come in right at the last minute and just been like, yes, I am here. And I'm here. I'm here. Oh, 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 I run being run over to death rather than spell. <laughs> that would have been the greatest callback, though. That would be where Harry goes into the forest, this really serious moment to kill Voldemort, and just out of nowhere, the fucking car yeah. comes back. No, I like to think it just knocks like, out, like, never the cuts out off the head of the snake. Suddenly there's a beep, beep, and just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have still been better than the film ending of him just, like, kind of just fluttering Ooh. off into ashes, which just... Defi- we'll get into we'll get We'll there. get into that. <laughs> we'll get there in ten years. Anyway, so the car drives him back to Hagrid's hut and then is like, two toot motherfuckers, I'm off. Never I'm to be seen again. Yep. R.I.P. Uh, they go to bed and Harry is deep in thought when suddenly he comes to the realisation that the girl that died in the bathroom is Moaning Myrtle. Holy fuck, Harry, why did that take you that long? 
No, Aragorn only just said the girl who died died in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, and did then, he not already know no, that? No, oh. he found that out tonight. Oh, it's, okay. It's Ron that has like the final because Harry's kind of like, wait, didn't the girl she she died in the bathroom, right? And then Ron's like, it's Moaning Myrtle. And yeah, I, it's I was not like, even Harry. I felt great for that for Ron. He had yeah. his moment, you know. It's normally mm. Harry that connects all the he dots. He actually gets a lot of moments in the next chapter. I, well, I, I really that. I was so here for Ron in these two chapters. He's doing the most. I feel very, like, victimised by the fact that I'm recording this with, like, two redheads, so I just feel like it's very, like, <laughs> Team Ron. Team Ron. Team Ron. Fuck Harry. No, not fuck Harry. Just fuck Phil Ron. Yeah. So that's the end of the chapter. I know. On to chapter 16. The, the Chamber, Chamber of, of Secrets. Secrets. It's taking us till three chapters till the end of the book to get to the title. Yeah. Actually, does every book have a title chapter? Yes. Does it? No, book three won't. Yeah, I was thinking book three. All the others will. Good pub quiz trivia. Harry and Ron can't find a way to escape to question Myrtle because at this point everyone's like traveling in groups, being escorted, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's still really shocked that exams are going ahead, which is like fucking valid given I was shocked. Like just cancelled them for literally no reason, just because he was a bit happy. No, he did. No, he cancelled them this year. I thought he cancelled them last year. No, after the whole... no, he cancels them this year. Yeah, but yeah, that's like a really fucking valid. Like they should, like, be cancelled. Like, oh, why are you keeping the school open, let alone doing exams? But then you know why that you know why they're doing exams? Why? Because McGonagall's in charge. She's a stop man handling <laughs> She loves the rules, and I love McGonagall, so I'm I'm yeah. fine with it. Can yeah. I just say though, I loved the first line of this chapter because out of context it sounds so weird all those times we were in the bathroom and she was just three toilets away (laughs) (laughs) out of context harry potter lines that's a fantastic that is great yeah that is great and then it's it's followed by ron said bitterly uh so mcgonagall announces that the mandrakes are ready and that the petrified people will be revived that night and will be able to say who did it i have questions though dumb but that's dumb. Why would you be like, yeah, so they're all going to come up, come back tonight and they're going to dob in whoever did it. I'm telling you all of this, including the person who's done... Like, that's a stupid thing to do because surely whoever did it in the room would be it's like, gonna go oh, try to kill them. Yes. Gotta, gotta, you know, kill... Why would you tell oh my everyone God. that? That is such a valid point. I completely missed that. that. I, the I point I immediately went to was, oh my God... Are all the mandrakes going to get slaughtered? Yes, yes. And that's tragic. This I is saying, what's happening. I've seen in the podcast episode how humanoid they were, and then it's like, I know them! Right, because them. in a couple of chapters previously, they had a party, yeah. and they started moving into each other's pots, and now they're all going to the slaughterhouse, yeah. and that's sad. So Ginny sits down next to Ron, and yeah. super scared and anxious, and she says that she wants to tell them something. So Ron's an insensitive ass, like he always is, uh, and doesn't really, like, take her that seriously, or care and then percy interrupts because percy's a knob thinking Um, everything is about him as oh yeah yeah. so jimmy like scurries off because she's uh, yeah a weed at this point apparently yeah yeah exactly well you know she's being literally tortured by Voldemort. yeah Yeah. yeah. okay we can allow he's playing mind games yeah yeah so percy says that jimmy walked in on him Mm. doing something and that's what she was going to reveal. And so and many he, brilliant out of context lines in this chapter. Oh, I'm living for it. Yes, absolutely. Feels. Right? That one. And then previously, escaping their teachers long enough to sneak into girls' bathrooms. 
out of we I'm living for this chapter because yeah. it just sounds so wrong out of context. It yeah. does. Like but what was you doing? doing? Like, because at the end of the book, Ginny says that she walked in on Percy kissing someone. Mm-hmm. Well, Percy is way too embarrassed. Oh, he's super yeah. embarrassed. Like, I'm like, is yeah. this, is, is, is that's this not an embarrassing thing. Should be he's a massive dirty, so he'd want to be. Yeah, like, he'd be like, yeah. yeah. Literally so got some. No. Yeah, Mans was on his own. You know, there was yeah. there was no one else in that cupboard with him. Yeah, exactly. There was something going on, right? Yeah, yeah, like, so anyway, Percy was busy wanking in a cupboard. In a cupboard. Uh, Lockhart once again is convinced that they're all safe. And Hagrid did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry and Ron convince him to leave them rather than walk them to class because they're just like, oh yeah, Hagrid definitely did, did it. it. Hagrid so, did it. So you can go. You're really busy and important. So. You're so just, smart. Just You're go. so smart. You Your hair looks so great. Your so nice. Yeah, just, just go. It's fine. There's a mirror there. Have you, have you seen the mirror? Anyway, so to be fair, that's probably safer than having Lockhart. Yeah, Lockhart does nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're probably better off with no one. So they sneak off to try and question Myrtle, but they get caught by McGonagall. And they lie and claim that they were sneaking off to see Hermione. And McGonagall not only falls for it, but gets really emotional. She oh, gets I know. She's played, and it's so not fair. She did not deserve that. Just she like McGonagall in this. Over I know. Same story. And also, like, this is, like, really dickhead of them and it's like why weren't you sneaking off to go see her you absolutely because Ben Ritz Ben is like that's the best lie you've ever come up with and like, did you not want to go see yeah. her imagine that like, we might be going to see our friend who's been petrified is in a hospital like imagine yeah exactly and like then they're like well Guess we got to go and see her. What a shame. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, God, we've got to walk all the way to see Hermione now. You get this great Madame Pomfrey line where she's like, there's no point talking to a petrified person. And it's like, do you have no compassion? I know. Pomfrey, are you a robot? I think Pomfrey's compassion has gone to zero because you remember (laughs) in future books how passionate she is over the welfare of her children. And I bet she's like... I'm not putting up with this shit. What have you done to my children? Close the fucking school. Yeah. I need to protect my children. Yeah. She's gone to the union about it. Yeah. 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 I, I find it really weird that McGonagall isn't like, okay, I will walk you. Yeah. But like, she's like, off, she's you just like, off, off you go. That's fine. Anyway, so they go and they're talking to Hermione and then Harry notices a note in Hermione's hand and he takes it out and finds that it's a page about from a book about basilisks. Hermione is really carrying this deadweight team <laughs> even when she's petrified in a bed. Yeah. yeah. What and the hell have they been doing? She still has to solve the plot. In a bed. Yeah. Mental. Like, Absolutely how, mental. Like, in a rush and, like, excited and like has to do it and scared Hermione must have been to rip a book also, oh yeah she ripped a book she did rip a book but what is Madame Pomfrey doing and the level of care <laughs> in the infirmary we have to question because nobody has noticed that she has a page of a book in her petrified hand <laughs> yeah like check what has been happening yeah it's like you definitely should have been investigating this and it really does imply that the teachers are just film. like oh another one and then they just like okay that's just she's on the bed that's fine just walk away it's like maybe you should be investigating I mean I hope like it's in the book it's like almost invisible but in the film it's like this with some paper there and I'm like yeah yeah sure sure no one saw that I'm like that's the point like why haven't like auras or like wizard detectives been called in I don't know they're making no attempt to deal with this like 
zero attempts. And then Fudge comes and takes away Hagrid. I'm like, does some auras want to question him? Or yeah. something? Looks More legal? Like, I don't like, know. <laughs> does there want to be a trial? No. Like, just, no trials. Like, we can kind of, you can explain away that, oh, like, that's not how the Wizarding World works and it's really disorganised and, like, they have kind of different, like, priorities mm. and it's a less developed society because there's less of them. But honestly, sometimes it comes across with really sloppy writing. Well, it's a very early book. It is. Yeah. And, like, I get that you can't I don't do even all know the world come building. Up with all, yeah. But I don't even know if she'd come up with auras at this point. But no, it does, there's a lot, this lot does of like how them. childish this book is at this point when, like, something that would count as a... Because also, like, Rita Skeeter only comes in in book four. You can bet that if Rita Skeeter was here at this, she would have mm, been all absolutely. over this. Absolutely. Yeah. The parents would have been going crazy. The parents would have been at school picking all their children up. But because we only see Hogwarts and we don't get that what she does in book four and mm. five where she suddenly goes... Opens the magical world with out. the world. Yeah. We only get this tiny little bit of Hogwarts. Yeah. Which is why book four and five are so great because they really just, like, open it all that this was This was me opening it out yeah she's gesturing with her hands the page explains all about basilis how they're super big snakey boys how spiders do not like them no. and how they die from the sound of the rooster which just like just get a rooster <laughs> yeah no, Ginny strangled them all yeah they are all dead at this point but they're all gone. why are there no more roosters in the wizard <laughs> Exactly. Wow. Like, you're like, go get some more. Roosters are fairly accessible. <laughs> there is not a finite supply. Also, you're in Scotland, just go to a fucking farm. Exactly. Like, obtain more roosters. And I also find it really unbelievable. Obtain rooster. Yeah, that, like, no other teacher, especially, like, Hagrid, was Hagrid. like, okay, okay, spiders being super fucking weird, roosters dead, put two and two together. Like, Hagrid is, like, an expert on, like, weird monsters. Yeah. Like, those are two big clues. Also, so we can assume Aragog. he was speaking to Aragog about no, the situation. Aragog said he refused to tell him the name of the creature. And I'm like, fuck Aragog, after a girl dies. Yeah. And he's still like, no, I'm not going to tell you what it yeah. is. I'm like, it's also, it. Yeah, you don't have to say, oh, it's basilic. Just be like, it's a really big snake. There's a word. It begins with B. Ends with Asilis. <laughs> like, you did, but you know, or even just be like, it's a real big snake. Like, you don't have to, like, that's just. We know Aragog's a dick, but. Aragog is a dick. He is a dick. So, Hermione has written pipes on the note. Because, as you said, she's carrying this fucking show. Oh, for Harry, real. She is doing the most. Them. Yeah. Harry works out that everyone um, manages to somehow avoid direct eyesight with them to this, not actually die. This list is the most convenient, convenient sanity of convenience. I oh, like, real. It's incredibly well written because it's it's quite clever the way like, oh, the water was on the floor the whole time we didn't realise. Oh, Colin Creevy was set up to always be carrying a camera and we didn't realise. But also... Are you telling me that every single person just happened to have something that reflects or sees through? Yeah. What? What? It is a convenient yeah. And also, point. even if you're seeing a reflection, it's very, like, it's a big snake. Like, it's very, like, you could see the reflection in the water and still be within, like, eyeline, like, I of think the... your eyes have to look in its eyes. It's not just its eyes looking at you. It's in your eyes looking at its size. Okay, so Hannah, if a massive snake came into this room right now and you could see the reflection in your glass, yeah. would you or would you not be like, no, but as soon as you see yeah, the reflection, it's you're too petrified. Late. It's too late. As soon as I see that reflection, I'm petrified. But it's like too the late eyes, I, d I don't know. I just think 
you would still see it. Like you, and then you'd be like, Ugh, no, because you're petrified. As soon as you see that, oh, you mean mm. like you wouldn't be like, okay, I can see this reflection. Let me in this reflection, well, even though actually, I can see it coming. I'm gonna them, find the ice. The well, eyes. Okay. So like, one of them was a cat who can't really look up that much, and two of them actually didn't see a reflection. They saw it through something. So Justin yeah. saw it through Nick, which sure, okay. And Colin saw it through a camera because apparently he was walking around with it up to his face. I mean, thank God it's the 90s because he would have had his like iPhone out and definitely would have died. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're holding your iPhone, the eye is still right? down the side yeah. of the iPhone. Yeah. Ron works out that the entrance must be in Mona, Mo- Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. Yes, Ron. Yes. To be getting into the pipes. So Ron and Harry go to wait in the staff room to tell McGonagall why. Finally, something why? Like, done just, correctly just, in this whole chapter. Yep. But what then isn't, like, done right? So there's, like, a big announcement that, like, oh, all I the felt, students... I felt so tense at that announcement. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you've just, as the reader, been like, oh, my God, this all makes sense. And you're like, yeah, they're finally going to sort it. And then this announcement's come over and you don't know what it's about. And I actually felt that what I assume is the same the students felt of oh god what's happened and that kind of your whole body's like like really tense like that was very good writing to make Mm -hmm. me feel that when I know what's gonna happen yeah 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 100% so yeah there's this announcement that basically says all the students back to the common room Mm -hmm. and teachers go to the staff room so this is where I'm like just you were so close boys you were so close like you were going to tell McGonagall so why then at this announcement like Okay, we're gonna hide. We're gonna like, hop in they're this. They're like, oh, so we can listen to what the announcement is. I'm like, yeah, just still tell them. Exactly. <laughs> this is why I say that they are messy bitches that live for drama because they're like, no, no, no. Should we do the right thing and help save this per? Like, well, they don't know that someone's been taken, but like, they're like, should we do the right thing or should we get the gossip? They chose get the gossip because and therefore Ron dicks. finds out the worst news in the worst fucking way yeah. in an so. ugly wardrobe <laughs> yeah. no way yeah. so anyway all the teachers come in and McGonagall informs them that Ginny has been taken oh my god I would have loved to see this scene done properly in the film oh yeah like it was only done with like McGonagall saying two lines in the film yeah. and, and everyone looks the actors. a bit shocked this with all the back and forth of like Sprout chiming in Snape chiming in in a way that like he grips the back of the chair and does things we haven't really seen Snape yeah. do like with bursts seen... into tears yeah this would have been so good. Real. Yeah, I want to see a two-minute full scene of yeah. this. Yeah, it's really like it's horrible because it's not even like okay, she's dead. It's like she's been taken. Like we don't know what's happening to her right now, but there's nothing we can do, and she might be being ripped apart. Yeah, we and have then, the message: her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Lovely. Mm. But right, this is shocking. It's dark. It got dark real fast. Yeah. How do they know it's Ginny? Madam Hooch asks, "Who is it?" Yeah, no, but then McGonagall says, it's Ginny Weasley. I'm like, how do you know? Maybe oh, I see what you mean. Said. Maybe it was like her. Well, Maybe it was like subject line regarding Ginny, Ginny Weasley. Weasley. <laughs> 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 I suppose at this point we can assume that the prefects are counting people into dorms. Maybe but even then, like it hasn't been that long in the time of the dormitory to a hundred percent count every student in Hogwarts that hasn't been in the toilet or anything to exactly know mm. you're missing one. I student. assume that mm. a note was left that said, "It's oh, Ginny." By the way, 
It's Jin. I, I assume so, because I was just like, how the hell do you know? Yeah. Or, yeah, or maybe she didn't turn up for a lesson and then... Maybe, and they were like, oh my God, she hasn't been here all day. It's yeah. Ginny. That yeah. would make some sense. Exactly. So Ron has this really tragic, like, he kind of, like, collapses I kind of things. It was painful to read. The fact that he wasn't given a line, I quite like that. He was just said mm. he slid down beside mm. Harry. I was like... Oh, I yeah. feel that. Like, I really yeah. felt that. I just don't understand why they don't then, like, burst out and be like, oh, hey, by the way, we know something. They just, like, keep it to themselves. Like, why? Like, if anything, this is stronger motivation to say something. I know. And then, like, five hours later, they go and try to fix stuff. And I'm like, why didn't we do it? Uh, I suppose yeah. Ron's in so much shock. Yeah. Anyway, so Lockhart turns up <laughs> late as he dozed off. Uh, and the teachers really troll him. And they're like, this is oh your God, time to shine. So um, like Snape starts it and I'm like such yeah. good playing uh-huh. you were boasting about knowing where the entrance is what the monster is and how, like wanting to fight it like now it's your time you go do it they literally have no qualms about effectively sending him to his death yeah and they're like you've been so annoying all term yeah. so yeah. goodbye yeah. but they're like, but they're like we don't know where it is you don't know where it is so now look like an idiot yeah. <laughs> but to be fair they know he's not actually gonna do it he's yeah no, they know fuck off. are they secretly hoping though I feel like maybe yeah I mean, you would. They're all really chiming in on this. I know. They hate him so much. Mm -hmm. Lockhart leaves and McGonagall... Wow, I can't talk. McGonagall is like, right, that's got rid of him from under our feet, which I fucking love. Fantastic. Such a sassy line and we live for it. She is a queen of sass. So Ron suggests that they go tell Lockhart what they know, which is like, okay, if you're going to tell Lockhart... You're skipping way ahead. Am I? Yeah, sorry. They go to the, the, the common room for what feels, what is it described as like four hours. Um, and they all just sit there really sad for like four hours before they next go to see Lockhart. But it says a line that Percy had gone to send an owl to Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. I'm sorry. That shouldn't be their job. Why is a 16 year old who is the brother of the girl that's probably been killed going to send an owl to the parents? Why isn't Professor McGonagall doing yeah. it? I don't even care if Percy was like, I want to do and it. not an owl. Like, not send really a head in the fire. Right? Like, like not like head in the fire seems like still really harsh. Way. Like, you need someone needs to go. You don't find out that your daughter's dead through a letter, letter. and also you don't have it sent from your sixteen-year-old. No. And then, oh, Ron says this line when they're talking about Ginny. She was a pure blood. Mm. And it just hit me so hard because he's already talking her talking about her in the, yeah. in the past. But like, because for all they know, she is dead. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. Like, they like Mr. and Mrs. Weasley received that letter. Like, they got the news that Ginny was dead. Yeah, because they're in the school when they come back up from the exactly. Yeah. They think that she is dead, and that is horrible. And that explains like a lot later on. Obviously, like you know, any mother is gonna have their biggest fear being their children dead be like die anyway but that explains it even more that she has gone through losing a child because she has you know had had that news obviously later on she survives and that's amazing but you know she's gone through that and yeah definitely she would never want to go through that again that's fucking vile and unfortunately it's maybe a little bit of like nice foreshadowing for that great moment where she's like not Not my my daughter daughter, bitch yeah because she's already lost her one yeah yeah Yeah, exactly oh that gave me chills talking about it (laughs) we're so good (laughs) one more point leading into your bit about going to find Lockhart was that it's actually Ron who motivates the entire last few chapters of this book so 
it's I didn't realise it's not Harry. So it's Ron who says, let's go speak to Lockhart. We may as well tell him what we know. And Harry literally says he just goes along with it because he doesn't know what to say to Ron and wants to feel like he's doing mm. something. So, like, at this point, and it switches in a chapter, but at this point, this story is no longer about Harry. Like, no, it's Ron's plight, and I love that. I love that. It switches back to being about Harry, obviously, when they get separated by some fucking rocks. But... At this point, it's not about Harry. It's about Ron. And Ron is the reason that the entire Chamber of Secret plot happens. I mean, like, he's been a real driving force. He was charging into the Forbidden Forest yeah. off the back of Hermione's petrification. Would that be how you would say that? Yeah, that I guess. Sense. And now he's charging into the Chamber of Secrets with a broken wand that has previously started whistling. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like... I've got to do this for my sister. And at this point, as we've just described, he thinks she's already dead. Yeah. He still wants to go there. Yeah. Mm. Ron! Ron, you legend! And, like, I just know we're going to watch the film and all these bits where he's like, let's go do this, let's go do this. Yeah. I I already remember that. Yeah. And, like, the, the thing is, as well, is, like, it's not even, like, they're, like... In the films, it's very much like done as like, this is a mission to save her. That's yeah. kind of how it's framed. In the books, it's this is a revenge mission. Yeah, pretty much. Which like, is she's already dead. dead. Like, like, we've got to do something. Yeah. Saving her is necessary. Revenge, not so much. Yeah. Like, but they're going to do it anyway. It's, it's so, great. Yeah. They go see Lockhart, which really does make no sense because you would have just said something originally. Like, why do they have more faith in Lockhart than they do McGonagall? Ah, oh, sexism, that's why. <laughs> anyway, uh, so why are there no teachers guarding the hallway? That seems like something that they've given up at this point. I don't know. But where you, are they? You still they? have a school full of children. You can't give up. Be like, oh, well, one's gone. They're arranging, they're calling the Hogwarts Express going, hello, it's a few, it's a few weeks early, but could you come and pick the kids you up? You know what, maybe they're like, okay, so now Hagrid's gone, so we now are going to have more students that are surviving not being sacrificed by Hagrid. <laughs> we can afford to lose a few. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> We've chill. got to meet our death quota. <laughs> and like the Weasels have got loads. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, they get to his desk. His desk, his office, his desk. and he is packing all his shit up. He is getting the fuck out of that. And his poster of himself, which he I has love. multiple posters of himself. Yeah. You know who's like that? Jake Paul. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I literally wrote down. You wrote down Jake Paul? Yeah, I wrote down that if Lockhart was around nowadays, he'd probably, one, have a vlogging channel and yes. two, yes. be friends with Jake Paul. Yes. He might even have a podcast. I'm sure he would because he loves the sound of his own voice. So. The same as us. Oh, relatable. <laughs> uh, we are all... Anyway, so I just made a really funny joke, but because of the nature of our jobs, we can't include it. But guys, it was funny. It was hilarious. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You will never know what it was. I was uh, going to say about this moment with Lockhart when he tells them number one like what he's done and also that he's not going down to the chamber it really just shatters that last probably belief I mean Harry's never had a real belief in adults and teachers because of the way he grew up with the Dursleys but Ron kind of wanted to go to Lockhart because he does still have some semblance of hope in adults and, and this sexism okay and this really <laughs> just shatters that and Harry even shouts at Lockhart but you're our defence against the dark arts teacher and that was quite chilling to me because I'm like like, they're, like, shouting at this man, you're the person meant to be in charge. We're children. You're meant to be sorting this. And the adult just 
doesn't. But I like that, like, like that position means dick after the last book. Oh, right. Right. me. Like, that yeah. was, it was effectively Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was a running theme of defense against the dark arts teachers being dark arts people. Yeah. Like, and Harry's like, you're the defense against the dark arts teacher. But I think that's made anything. I think I've made this comparison before, but I'm going to say it again because we love repeating ourselves. We love repeating ourselves. About how it's a lot like in a series of unfortunate events where none of the adults will believe them or take them seriously. And I think it's something that's really great in a lot of YA books, that kind of thing, because holy fuck is that true. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So he then attempts to wipe his memories, which is like the moment where Lockhart goes from this kind of like a bit like useless, Mm. like comedic character to being fucking evil. Yeah. He's going to wipe their memories. Well, sorry, this time. So he tries twice in the space of a page. Yeah. This time he only wants to wipe the memories of him telling them. So he only wants to wipe the last two minutes. Yes. It's the second time he does it, where they're in the chamber, where he wants to wipe all their memories so their brains are addled. I'm like, whoa, he went from naught to 100 real fast. Like, yeah. real fast. Yes. He is evil. Anyway, yeah. so they manage to disarm him and they march him over to Myrtle's bathroom, mm-hmm. which is not the place you would go. You're like, okay, like... We now have this unarmed, useless adult who's just confessed that he's never done anything in his life, but we're just going to go down to the chamber when we could just go as Genway. Oh my God. At this point, so it was the point where I'm jumping ahead a little bit to jump back, but the point where the Chamber of Secrets, like the, the pipe opened and I was like, cool. So that means their theory is right. Whilst that pipe is open, go and get... McGonagall they're like oh we'll just slide down the pipe I'm like why you now know your theory is right you know where the chamber is you have all the information nothing probably bad is going to happen in the next 10 minutes where you can't just leave one of you because there's three of you guarding it and Mm -hmm. the other one takes 10 minutes to go and find McGonagall (gasps) what why why I just yeah can I just say though the real hero of this scene and actually the entire series is Snape because Harry says shouldn't have let Professor Snape teach us that one about the Expelliarmus charm and you're like they use this consistently every single time shit goes down it becomes Harry's (laughs) signature and it's something that Snape has taught him I mentioned this I didn't realise the first time that Harry learns Expelliarmus is from Snape I know it's really great it's yeah. so great. I it love saves that. his life so many times because he's learned it from Snape. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, because Snape turns out to be the quote unquote good guy, and then Harry used the Expelliarmus for the last time, it does all. It is quite but secular. And then I had a point about Myrtle because I haven't. Yeah. Oh, I've really so talked about, about Myrtle. Yeah. I like. I've always thought of her as a joke character. Like, oh, she's funny. She's moaning mad. She's in the bathroom. She's always both in the film and Cursed Child been played by a very like comedic actor. Like quite pantomime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite pantomime. When she tells her death story in this scene, it's utterly tragic. Like she was bullied throughout school, and then at age fifteen died in a toilet at the hands of Tom Riddle, who at the time was only 16. So she was basically murdered by another person in a school, in her school, in a school environment where I know Hogwarts like ridicule it for all the bad shit that happens, but school is a place where you are meant to feel safe yeah. and cared for. You should not be at risk of, number one, being bullied so much that you're crying in the toilets. I know this happened to like all of us at school, but it's still terrible. And it, it happens in schools. Yeah. Work. yeah. <laughs> and then... 
she dies in a bathroom age 15 and it's so tragic because like I was like they were like oh she has big horn rim glasses and she was bullied loads and I was like I had horn I had glasses at 15 and was bullied loads at 15 and like I'm now almost 10 years past that and I live a really great life and most of the time I'm really happy with my life and I like everything and I'm like Myrtle might not have been miserable for the rest of life she probably would have gone on to do really great things and be really happy but instead she was murdered at age 15 I know and I have I had a point about this because they describe her as as feeling flattered that she's been asked this question and I think one that's really bloody tragic that her whole existence is kind of just this moaning she lives in the the U-bend and she wails and she scares the girls in the toilets and actually she's quite flattered to be asked one why is there a school a high school student in a bathroom dead as a ghost and no one's thought to ask her how she died or why she got there yeah and why is this not more of like a thing for the the other students you know they if that was me i want to know why there why is there another dead student haunting the girl's bathroom why Why are you here yeah why has no one asked this question and two that's super tragic that she finds it flattering that someone actually cares enough to ask her how and why she died in a bathroom yeah Yeah. she was bullied in her real life and then she comes back in a ghost and because of the way she haunts the bathroom is then bullied by the other students as a joke i'm like jesus christ and it's really tragic as well because she's like perpetually like stuck in that like awkward horrible hormonal like mm-hmm. puberty kind of like horrible stage it's like Fancy she's not moaning myrtle she is in the middle of puberty and mm. now she's like in that for like could you that's imagine being that's stuck why there she has crushes forever. on like harry and cedric mm. and some of the yeah. other boys because ghosts i believe like portraits their minds don't advance yeah. any further like they yeah. can learn new information but their emotional like yeah maturity can't, it can't advance yeah. Yeah. she's stuck in puberty forever which is absolutely wank I just realised Justice how sad for it was yeah. yeah stop taking the piss up like it's really sad so they've asked Myrtle how she dies and she absolutely loves it because she is also a messy bitch that loves drama yep uh, Myrtle says it's, she heard a man's voice and then went to tell him to go away. She saw green eyes and then she dies. Yellow eyes. Yellow eyes. Oh, I thought it was green eyes. Yellow, yellow eyes. eyes. Apparently, I don't know colours. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Harry then examines the sink near where Myrtle points and finds a snake engraving. Question, how did Voldemort find it? He knew. He... What no? What was that phrase they just said in the Potter's episode? Just do plumbed the depths of the school more than any other student. He just searched around. A yeah, lot. but like they've had people like we, it's been established also, that they had. Yeah, yeah no, they've had what people. a creep. Yeah, Tom yeah. Riddle, the yeah. pervert. But like they've had like experts search the castle yeah. before, like many times. Like that's been established. So how did Tom Riddle be the only one that's like? There's a snake there. Also, it's been established by J.K. Rowling's terrible, terrible late add-ons that wizards didn't have bathrooms till the 1800s. Shut up, J.K. Rowling. Yes, they did. Yeah. But then it's well established that Slytherin is a thousand years old. So where was the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets originally and who then turned it into a bathroom if bathrooms didn't exist in the Wizarding World until the 1800s or, like, 1900s? Like, yeah. Where was the entrance just in a wall, and then somebody who wasn't the heir of Slytherin turned it into a bathroom because they carved a snake onto it? Mm-hmm. Or did Tom Riddle find it and he was the one that carved the snake? 
Yeah. Maybe he got a knife and like carved the stadium. Potentially. Or maybe it like magically it like manifested itself. Like, These are the questions that J.K. Rowling needs to be answering. Not do wizards poop yes. into their robes and then <laughs> magic it away. Yeah. See, we're not interested in that. And also the pooping into the robes <laughs> is what causes this plot hole in the first place. So take away the pooping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just ignore everything that J.K. Rowling has said. The book's ended when the, the, the book's, book's ended. ended. Yeah. Precisely. I will accept Dumbledore being gay. We're going to go a year after the book's ended yeah. because mm-hmm. that also tells us what jobs they went into. I'm fine with some of them. Then cut it off a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Dusted. Cursed child. Definitely not Never canon. happened. Canon no, not canon? Not canon. Not canon. Good. Thank you. Thank you. So Harry is then the true irresponsible Gryffindor um, and says that he's going down there. Which so woefully unprepared as well. Like, yeah. they know... They uh, okay, so maybe the roosters are dead, but they know that mirrors are a handy object to bring with them, and they think, no, we're not going to even bother grabbing a little mirror. Also, no. they're in a bathroom full of mirrors, right? Yeah, just smash one and take one down with you. I know, but no, just wealthy and prepared. Ron doesn't have a wand. They've thrown they throw through. I'm so upset about this. One working wand out of three of them. They didn't go to get McGonagall, and they don't even bother to take a piece of mirror from the bathroom. Yeah, they deserve they death. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. if Miley was here, she'd be like, stop! Let me get a mirror, let me get a yeah. rooster. That, yeah. There's that a handbag that she'd enchanted to have everything in, yeah. in the yeah. final book. That would have been brought out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Not quite. Boy, I'm kind of rooting for Tom Riddle at this point. <laughs> right? That's Just how dumb they feel. In terms of preparation. The, the only reason why Harry is saved is because... We'll get to in the next chapter, but the fucking ex machia phoenix of sorting hat and swordness. So just bring stuff with you. These clowns just have good friends yeah. and allies. That's yes, it. That is yeah. it. They are carried by everybody else. <laughs> yes. That's ridiculous. Which is just every man ever. Yes. Great. <laughs> right. Anyway, so they force Lockhart to go first and then they follow, which is like super fucked up. Like you're pushing him potentially to his death. You don't know that the snow no, is just right there. No, that's fair. I Lockhart's felt completely fair. I was, I was completely on board. He was like class. so unbothered about Ginny. Yeah. So it's fair. But it's like good. you're pushing. And he was also up. like, I'm gonna go into the chamber, like, go yeah. on then. It is literally like, I'm gonna do it. Eat your go words. On then. But then 12 year olds potentially pushing someone to their death. And also, I'm sorry, but like, what they push him and then he dies. Like, they wouldn't know. know. They followed immediately. Yeah, so they're like, it's okay. They're just like, let's go. This is my whole point. Yeah, absolutely. Also, at this point, it gets into an utter farcical copy of book one where they're like, let's jump into a hole and go down a big tunnel. And they're like, we must be miles up to the school. I'm like, did you just start lifting bits, Joe? Yeah, mad. Anyway, so they start to follow the tunnel and then they discover like a giant snake skin. Mm, Horrifying. Um, yeah, like, and like a point as well. So they kind of say like, oh, like if we see the snake, we need to like cover our eyes. That's not really going to help you. No, I wrote that down as well. They literally say, remember, Harry said quietly, any sign of movement, close your eyes straight away. But by that point, effectively, it's probably too late. Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> it's just gone eat you. It still has to Yes, this is true. And so that's a point. Why didn't it eat any of the petrified people, actually? Yeah. So they're all lying on the ground, defenceless, and the snake's like, is it because the snake thinks they're dead? 
Was like, he on a diet? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, the like, steak was actually on Atkins. Right, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. like carb He was counting his macros. Yeah, and yeah, I see that. He'd already had yeah. a couple of kids with cameras that week, so he was like, mm, <laughs> maybe not. But yeah, did he think they were already dead? That's the only reason why he didn't bite them in half. Potentially, but then they like stood up. Sure. No, I, no, I think they're like... Not that, I mean, in the films, uh, they're like stood up. Yeah, but they're like... Uh, and I just think that's how mind know. becoming petrified, and it was great. I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> beautiful. For a, a, a medium with no visuals, I do a lot of visual bits. <laughs> this is something I've noticed from coming on this podcast for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, it's great. Lockhart dives for Ron's wand and says that um, he'll take some skin up to the castle and claim that he was too late to save Ginny, uh, and the boys went mad. He then tries to curse them, but Ron's wand backfires and causes an explosion that somehow perfectly caves in between Ron and Harry. Well, Harry, like, runs, but he runs without grabbing Ron, and I'm like... Hey, this is Editing Hannah. There's a Game of Thrones spoiler for the final season coming up. If you don't want that, just skip ahead about 30 seconds. Cool, so you, you, your friend, I literally wrote, and then Ron died from falling rock, much like Jamie and Cersei Lannister. I was literally warning about this scene. Yeah. Like, Jamie and Cersei Lannister just in the middle and everyone else avoided it because, you know, they were only five feet from not death by rocks. Cool. Anyway, so Harry says that he'll go on without Ron. Harry is so dumb. What would you have him do at this point? Like, dig a hole through? No, he says it will take too long. But Ron does it anyway. Like, just don't go on your own. What was he planning on doing? Saving Ginny from Alice single-handed. With what? With he no knows and I mean, everyone the other side of the passage doesn't have a wand. And also, lack of foresight, they slid down a tunnel with no way to yeah. get back up the tunnel. So what's the point in taking back through the rock? rock when they're trapped under the school for the rest of their lives anyway the yeah. only way is forward in the depths of this tunnel yeah. at this point for harry yeah mm-hmm. yeah also it just like almost finishes on ron says this line that just says and harry and then it has a like it's a dash but it could be an ellipsis and harry interrupts him and he's like i'll see you in a bit and i'm like yeah Oh, yeah. Always dealing with emotions. Yes, just Ron trying to express some emotion and Harry cutting him off. Harry's just like, no worries, (laughs) see you later. See you later. Okay, bye. He's trying, he does, it does say he's trying to inject some confidence into his shaking voice though. So at this point I felt like, Harry, you're a moron, but also like, it is like classic Gryffindor, like just throwing yourself into it regardless of the consequences, Mm. regardless of the backing, regardless of whatever you've got in your back pocket. He's just like, well, this is me now, so here we go. Let's just do it. As the rest, as the rest of Gryffindor in the room, I would not have tunneled back through the rock. I would have gone forwards at this point. Well, you're dumb. I would have gone for McGonagall at the point I was standing at the top of the, Mm -hmm. the... the slide yeah but at this point when the rocks came in I would have just gone forwards yeah would you have gone back I wouldn't have gotten myself into that situation in the first place because I am a Slytherin this is true yes I would have brought a mirror because I'm a Ravenclaw you really <laughs> brought up the mirror thing in a bathroom full of mirrors so yeah, yeah we can tell you're the Ravenclaw in the yeah, room definitely <laughs> anyway so Harry reaches the end of the tunnel and comes across like a weird Door. snake Sneak statue door thing and asks it to open and then walks inside. And that's the end of the dun, chapter. Dun, dun. 
Oh my god, what did you guys think of these two chapters? Because I love them. These might have been my two favourite chapters of the book. Yeah, I love I them. enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed this so much. Like, I was making these notes really, really late at night, and I was actually doing an Instagram QA whilst I was making these notes. So, if you ever want to ask us these questions and don't want to donate to our Patreon, <laughs> Then follow us on Instagram and wait for us to do a Q&A. But anyway, so I was making these notes really late at work. I was late at work? Late at night after work. So I was making these notes really late at night and I was exhausted and I work in the morning, but I stayed up till like gone midnight making yeah. them because I was really enjoying, like I was like, okay, I'll do one chapter and then got to the end of chapter 15 and then was like, no, 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 I need to do the next one. Like yeah. I enjoyed it so much. They're fantastic chapters. I know. Thanks for having me on for some great chapters because I feel like this is my, probably my least favorite book. Sorry to put it out there, but that is the truth. Oh, no, that, that, that's yeah. the fact of the matter. This is my least, but these are two of the best chapters, I think, of the whole book. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the two best chapters. So I was quite excited to have these ones and also so many great Ron moments. I've said it yeah. a lot. I'm going to say it again because I'm so here for Ron in this book. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's just really coming into his own because you get that like goofy side of Ron where he's like squeaking and like shrieking and his eyes is are popping and they keep saying Ron's eyes are popping like and is he a cartoon character <laughs> then you also yes. right but then you also get these amazing Ron moments where he's actually got quite a lot of like drive and intelligence behind him yeah. and like bravery and like mixed in with a bit of like stupidity and like, I just yeah. love that about Ron so yeah go Ron well, yeah don't, don't worry if it's Charlie's favorite book because we'll get you on in some of the later ones as well because yeah. if we do two chapters per episode at a time with the later books we'll be doing this podcast until we're 87 (laughs) so um, as you guys may or may not know because we talk about a lot if you donate to our Patreon uh, we've talked about a lot this episode one of the tiers of rewards is you get to ask us a question at the end and we will answer it so one of our new patrons Anna has submitted a question she actually submitted a few questions we might spread them out over some episodes but this question is if you could be any Harry Potter character which one would you be? And in which book would you want to be that character? Cool. Anna like so doesn't want to hear my answer because she does not know who I am, but I'm going to answer for you anyway, Anna. I would want to be Hermione in book three because... Okay as I have previously stated, I am a Ravenclaw and this is where Hermione is really coming into her own academically. (laughs) (laughs) She is bossing it. She's got the time turner. She is doing every single class that is available to her and then some. She is like living her dream and I'm so here for that. And the others are like scurrying around like, oh my God, what's going on? Divination, who even knows? And Hermione's there just like, don't worry. I've got this. And then she punches Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I forgot. That is that's just answer. worth being her for that one moment. Yeah. Exactly. It's such a great moment. So uh-huh. there you go. That's who I'd want to be. I love book. it. Perfect. That's such a good answer. Charlie? So I would also be Hermione. I'm really worried you're also going to be. Oh, no. It's like we're really predictable or something. I would be book two Hermione. Oh, book two. Wait, she's... She's petrified. What are you talking about? It's because she's a cat. No, no, no. It's because she's asleep for a lot of it. I just really want, like, a really long, like, several week to month long nap. What? That is a terrible answer. <laughs> terrible answer. I don't know what you expected from me. Hannah? <laughs> I also want to be Hermione. Yeah. My whole life wanted to be Hermione. And I would like to be book six Hermione. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like that year, 
And off what? And off the, the drama, you know, the plot, just centres around Harry. Yeah. And the others are more left to actually do school and relationships and just be themselves. Like, Hermione doesn't get that involved with the plot, which is Harry working out what the Horcroxes are with Dumbledore mm. and the whole Harper Prince thing. She's just off to the side doing her own thing. And I would just love a year at Hogwarts without the Harry drama and I feel like this is the year and although she falls out with Ron and has a load of like beef and drama I feel like it's her really working out what she wants from life and like figuring out who she wants to be what she wants from like Ron and dating Cormac and like what kind of thing she wants but also starting her newts excelling in her subjects and just coming into her own as a woman so book six Hermione go book six Hermione go book three Hermione oh we just love Hermione not go book two Hermione (laughs) she did nothing wrong But she did nothing right either, though, to be fair. <laughs> but I, well, she did, she, she solved the whole plot. Yeah, okay, no, that's true. She did, she did do that, but she was then asleep for all the action. But I that's love what she sleep. <laughs> I really like being asleep and I'm very tired right now, guys. Okay? okay. But I love that we all picked Hermione. I, I think know. that's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's really predictable. Thank you so much for that question, Anna. Was, Amy, would you like to tell in your own words everyone more <laughs> about what you do and why they should go and find you? And where they can find where you. they can find oh you. God, everything. I feel Time a little like Blurry Lockhart now. I'm just like it's me time. Hello, <laughs> it's Amy time. Uh, well, thank you very much for having me on, guys. It's been amazing. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Um, my just whole life passion has been Harry Potter and it's very sad but I feel like you guys get that you understand that even after you know J.K. Rowling has ruined it in the later years are you still hanging on to like what it used to be the love and that's what I do on my channel Hey Amy Jane Um, there's a load of what we have described earlier as a fandom slash nerd content anything Harry Potter themed um, a lot of DIY stuff a lot of Disney as well if that's your jam um, if it's not maybe stay away because it's just there's a lot of Disney and Harry Potter <laughs> and I'm just not even just a little bit sorry about don't it don't even say sorry um, yeah come and check me out see if you like what I do um, your Instagram's also sick oh, like I wish you. my theme could be as good annoyingly as good do go look at her Instagram I get it it's Hayden yeah. Jane thank you guys yeah um, Instagram I love to travel because I clearly just like to avoid adult things like saving money. So, (laughs) um, yeah, just living life, really. Loving Harry Potter, loving a bit of Disney, loving getting on a plane and going somewhere that isn't London. Come and find me and check me out and see what you think. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe see you somewhere else on the internet. Can we come on your channel again sometime? Yes. Let me know when. Anytime. Any we don't have we don't travel as much <laughs> as you. We run a Harry Potter podcast. We do not have lives. Yeah. <laughs> I was on your channel back in 2015. Yes, you were. Let's make it a thing. Okay, I so never was. <gasps> I feel very left out. Okay, guys, send at Goblet of Wine on Twitter. Is that your... Yeah. Uh, no, at Goblet of Wine Pod. At Goblet Twitter. of Wine Pod on Twitter. Send video ideas for me, Hannah and Charlie to do on my channel. Yes. Look at you. Wrecking <laughs> hey, it. look at this. It's like you do social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, we'll definitely thanks. get you on again because this has gone really well. Yes. Yay. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, yeah, guys. Amazing. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Is this it bye? Yeah. Well, that was my bye. Oh, okay. Over to these two. It's time. It is bye time. It's always bye time. It's always. Yes! Yes! It's such a good joke to go out on. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To keep up with us in between episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Goblet of Wine Pod, on Instagram at Goblet of Wine Podcast, and on our website at www.gobletofwine.co.uk. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes or on Facebook. Thank you so much to our producer-level patron, Sandra, for her help supporting this podcast. If you'd like to support us, as well as gaining access to behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes, check out our Patreon on patreon.com slash wine. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.